getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today, it's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com slash rebates. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a $1,000 savings plan deposit for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. So welcome in, uh, Broncos country. Good morning to you. Happy Friday, Junior, on this fine Thursday morning. It is 6.33 a.m. where I'm at, probably 7.33 where a lot of you are. But, you know, this is a uh, this is well beyond the mountain time zone, as Broncos country is. So uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening to wherever you are. And uh, good morning to you, Scott, over on the East Coast. Well, thank you, sir. It's, uh, it's a good morning already, and there's football. It's, it's, to me, the weekend is absolutely starts on the Thursdays when you've got Thursday night football. Yeah. Um, you know, when I was in college, they had the, the Thursday night college games all the time. And then, uh, you know, and then the NFL has expanded and expanded and expanded and expanded to four days a week. <laughs> mm-hmm. This week, it'll be five days a week, which, you know, preseason, who's to complain too much about that, right? Yeah, not me. Um, it's always uh, fun to have football finally getting here. And, uh, you know, it does cut into my hiking on the weekends. No, it's okay. Um, but uh, really excited. Football is back. And we got Dave Glassman with the support coming in here over on YouTube. Good to see you, Dave. And also see him on Facebook. It's not only the Orange and Blue Heart. It's the, oops, sorry, Scott. It's the Orange and Blue Heart with the star giving us the uh, the easy indicator. That's bait for me. And I've taken hook, line, sinker with the star support. Good morning to you, Dave. Good to see you. Uh, we got EJ in the house, too, saying good morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. Finally, the Broncos get to fight with someone on a different team. Hashtag beat them Cowboys. I saw Mike Kliss saying uh, Cowboys fans were already there in throngs, which is one of the unfortunate things. I mean, if you are, let's say Denver was coming to a joint practice here in Seattle, I'd probably be going to that. It's my mm-hmm. chance to see them. So they're all going to be coming out where Broncos well, country's had a few know, chances. The, the, Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys have a big reach, but if I remember correctly, Denver made their presence well-known Broncos country when yeah. they absolutely curb stomped the Cowboys last year. So, yeah. um, you know, turnabout's fair play a little bit, but I don't think there's going to be, even if it's 90-10, living here in Atlanta, which is such a transient town with such bad franchises, I can't tell you how, uh, uh, as a kid... You know, you'd go to a game and it'd be all other fans, you know, and you you really grew up hating New York fans because all the New Yorkers that had moved down here and stayed, it's like, if New York was so great, get your asses back to New York. Otherwise, you know, kind of adopt your new town or at least be a a decent guest, not a, we're here and we're taking over obnoxious a-holes. Sorry, I'm triggered there, so... It's, uh, yeah, (laughs) speaking as somebody who'd be an obnoxious a-hole, I had some friends who went to the... uh, Cardinals Rockies game last night and they said there was like a four Cardinals fans for every one Rocky fan uh, in the stadium at least like wearing support a lot of neutral uh, wearing fans too but uh, hey man Rockies will be good again probably one day so I, I you guys my, got that going. I wore my Braves shirt to Dodgers games when the Braves were there yeah. but I was always you know one I was sober which doesn't hurt and no. two you know when anybody yeah. would start on me I just kind of salute him and wave you know because it had yeah. Chipper it had Chipper Jones on the back um and I just waved and they'd say something. I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to do what we can, you know, just be humble. Never, never had any problem. 
there's some rough crowds out in the outfield oh, in LA. Yeah. You know, they the the Dodgers growing up got the the wine and cheese crowd, show up late, leave early, you know, type of no, no. Uh the Dodgers crowds are rough and I loved it. It was yeah. it was it was fun. The Angels crowds are the wine and cheese. I need a book to read because this is unbelievably boring crowds. So anyway, yeah. yes, uh, you know, mixing in, I get it. There will be some Cowboys fans at the mixed practices, yeah. but you know, hey, everybody get along, have fun, make make a new friend. Yeah, absolutely. Although, you know, you, you can probably pick better than Cowboys fans. However, they're very loyal. You know, they talk about how great you used to be back in high school. Um, Rob Buxbaum coming in saying, good morning, Nick and Scott. Only two more days until Broncos football is back for preseason. Hashtag let's ride. Absolutely excited to see that, even though we're not going to see probably a lot of the starters. Um, it's real football, and we're going to get some more data on a lot of these guys. We can really That's where Scott and I shine, you know, when we actually have the tape that we can go back to and uh, discuss what we saw and how it happened and why. That's, uh, that's the best time. Uh, Mike Gibbons. Good morning, Nick and Scott. Be sure to hit the like button on the way in. Thank you so much, Mike. We appreciate you. And Jeremy coming in saying, good morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. Measuring stick day, and I'm excited. Jeremy, I uh, want to say as, uh, sorry to you because I saw your comments last night. I don't know if you had gave it to us Tuesday morning as well or Tuesday night, but you asked about the uh, watching Hard Knocks with uh, Campbell and the Cowboys and maybe some thoughts that the Broncos coaching staff was too nice. Uh, it's maybe concerning to you how – um, you know, chipper uh, they are compared to Campbell's, you know, more grittiness there. Uh, the Scott, the Lions, excuse me. Lions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, Coach Campbell there with the Lions. Um, so, Scott, do you have any thoughts on that? There's there's more than one way to skin a cat. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't say, you know, there's there's gruff, there's in charge. The, the, the point is, is do they understand who's in charge? You know, yeah. who's who's calling the shots? There still has to be that fear factor involved. And I, I think you know, or at least you've got to have one of those guys on the staff. You still need an executioner out there. Um, And I, you know, I don't think that's going to be a problem. Um, And this team needed a complete reset. So it it needed Nathaniel Hackett as a first year head coach. He will keep evolving. He will keep Mm -hmm. learning. It's not always going to be that bright eyed, bushy tailed first year guy that does everything with a perma grin. It, it will change uh, over the course of the next 24 months and he'll learn on the job. But right now this team needed that positive energy. It needed a player's coach. It needed football to be fun again. Yeah. And, that, and that's what they got. It's a, it's a culture change and it will continue to evolve, but it was so far in the other direction last year that it needed a reset. So I'm, I'm not concerned about it. Yeah. And that's one thing you see about football teams pretty often is the, um, uh coaching staff hires and the identities, you see a massive pendulum uh, swing mm-hmm. from one to the other. Cause we're, Oh man, we, if this one didn't work, we better go really hard the other way. Not that Nathaniel Hackett was the wrong call or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's just, you know, nature um, of how a lot of these uh, teams are built and how they re- reactionary. I do not think that uh, from where we sit right now, that this staff is too nice or too soft or whatever words you want to use, not putting words in your mouth there, Jeremy, just other things that people could say about them. Um, I, and I've said it on here many times. Uh, I think the most important thing for them is that they their coaching style, their leadership style, their interpersonal relationships are authentic to who they are. Right. If you come out there and you come out as a fake tough guy, these are grown men. They're going to sniff that out of you. And uh, the moment that you waver, you know, they're going to not respect you anymore because they're going to tell that you're a phony. You're a fake. Uh, and I think Nathaniel Hackett is authentically himself uh i do think he's dialed back like the you know the bright-eyed bushy tail energy a bit which is because we're in football season now i don't a think bit. you keep a bit yeah <laughs> a bit it's still up there 
Um, it was uh, a <laughs> that energy level. I don't know if was sustainable um, earlier, especially with how much you know was on his plate and whatnot, and the stressors of the job. But uh, we'll be interesting to see how it evolves, and we'll be interesting to see you know first loss, uh, coaching mistake, bad uh, um, you know clock decision, et cetera, et cetera. They're coming. It's gonna happen. Uh, so we're gonna gather more information on Hackett as it goes along. But I am not worried about the how and the antithesis of Campbell to Hackett different styles, different ways to do it. As long as you are doing it the way that makes the most sense for you as an individual, I think that the players and whatever uh, and organization will respond better to you. So covering the Falcons, we'll get a little bit uh, perspective on this with a second year, first time head coach and how they've, they've changed a little bit. And and that was one of the things that Arthur Smith says all the time about leadership is you got to, you got to be your own self because the players will sniff out a phony in a heartbeat. Um, you know, and I think they respect, I haven't seen any hint of disrespect towards Nathaniel Hackett or any, oh gosh, you know, here he is again. You know, they talk, talk about, uh, you know, Russ being corny. Well, you know, Nathaniel Hackett's got a little bit of that in him too, and that's okay. You know, he's still the one in charge. And as long as he remains in charge and his authority is, is you can question authority, of course, but it, I, again, I think it'll be fine. And there is there is one, more than one way to, to skin a cat. I'll be interested to see how Detroit does. Um, they're starting to stockpile some talent. And uh, but golly, it's it's Detroit. You know, mm. it's there's a few of those franchises. There's one down here south that are just freaking cursed. The Detroit yeah. Lions are one of those teams. Yep. Absolutely. DeAndre Weatherspoon over on Facebook saying, good morning. Good morning to you, DeAndre. Hope you're doing well. Greg Smith, aloha. Good morning, Broncos for breakfast. Good morning to you. Name I don't recognize as much here. Uh, Doug Young with the smiling heart face and the A. Good to see you, Doug. Good morning to you. The Fonzie. I I went with the Fon style there. Uh, Henry Winkler fan over here. Uh, William Catalano saying, I'm sorry if I missed it, but Mile High Huddle going to start podcast on Saturdays once the real season starts. I'm not sure uh, what the plan is for saturdays i know that was luke and i there for a bit that seems like some real estate available right now you'd have to bring that up with chad um but uh we, scott and i are going back again monday mornings mm-hmm. uh starting next week so uh starting monday we'll back yep this monday um so that'll and this be... saturday there will be a gut reaction so okay. this saturday is game day there will be a gut reaction afterwards with uh it might just end up being zach uh, doing it solo. We'll see. That's that's too late for me. I have a 4.30 wake-up call to get to South Carolina Sunday morning. Mm. I can't watch a 9.30 p.m. local game. So I'll watch a little bit of that, put me to sleep around halftime, and then I'll catch up and we'll do, uh, you'll hear our takes uh, Monday morning when we have Broncos for breakfast back on Monday. 100%. Um, that's great. Gary Leeds Palmer, the notorious GLP. Good morning to you, Gary. Thank you for the support. Happy Thursday to you. He says, good morning, Nick and Scott and Broncos country. So juiced up for the game. Go Broncos. Let's ride. Absolutely, Gary. We're excited for this. And one of my pet peeves about preseason is that, A, I don't think that the NFL.com the uh, game pass, it, it, it's going to crash for sure, right? Like, it's there's no way it's going to be functioning for us to watch the replay. But uh, preseason, they don't put out the all 22. Like, People are paying to have access to that, especially, you know, football grinders like you and I mm-hmm. put out the bleep in all 22. Like you don't need, I don't need to see every single angle. Just give me the, uh, the offensive line one. I'm, I know there's some defensive back coaches, wide receiver coaches out there screaming at me for that one. Uh, but uh, how am I supposed to evaluate, you know, the third string uh, defensive tackles if I only have the broadcast film? Yeah, it's, it's just, it's impossible. It's so hard to do. 
<sighs> okay, I'll get off my uh, podium there. Yeah, uh, we've, we both had our own rants here. Mine are carpet-bagging Yankees in the South who are obnoxious fans, and yours is the All-22 with NFL.com Game Pass. They lowered the price this year. Maybe that. I'm Su Lin Wong, host of The Prince, a new podcast series from The Economist. It's about China's leader, Xi Jinping. He's the most powerful man in the world, but he remains a mystery. His story is hidden behind a brutal censorship and propaganda machine. After 10 years in charge, it looks like he'll break convention to stay on, perhaps for the rest of his life. I'll tell the real story of China's leader, the lessons he learned from watching his parents lose everything and from rising through the ranks of a vicious regime. Now, he's using those lessons to control over a billion people. He's changed China, he's changed my life, and the decisions he makes affect us all. To understand what's next, you need to know where he came from. Listen to The Prince from The Economist, wherever you get your podcasts. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy-efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today, it's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. That's why. Hey, God, they just, they never work. Uh, Ethan coming in, always working for us. Uh, good afternoon, gents in Broncos country. Good to see you, Ethan. Uh, hopefully things are going well there across the pond. And uh, glad you're in here. Always, always, the shows are much more fun and vibrant when uh, you're joining us. Uh, we also got, oh, sorry, go ahead. Um, John Clay Evington coming in with a 999 Super. Thank you so much, John. Uh, rocking out with us saying good morning, gents. I have had the pleasure of Pleasure to F being in Colorado this week. Pleasure of being in Colorado this week. Visited family and took the Rockies game. Yes, four to one. Yes, four to one cards fans. Good job. Sorry, guys. I got my four championship Cardinal hats there. Um, uh, headed home to Huntsville today. Love Broncos country. Love you, John. Thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, appreciate all that success of the Cardinals. And there's only four. Okay. Uh, Man, hell, the Braves have two. Gee, oh, no, no, I'm just saying, uh, I have four Cardinal hats down there, but the Cardinals have 11 World uh, Series. Oh, so that makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> the second most Look, behind the Yankees. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah that, that sounds more like it. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, I've been to the World Series four times watching the Cardinals. So, one of the uh, benefits of growing up in the Midwest there, I guess. Uh, US Dave, morning all. Good to see you, US Dave. Oh, and didn't want to skip, skip Kevin Gray. Kevin, how you doing? Exciting day. Pray. <laughs> P-R-A-Y, not pray. We're not praying for injuries. Uh, uh, pray for no pray injuries. Pray on the injuries, you vulture. Yeah, God. Ugh. Um, exciting day. Pray for no injuries. I'm looking for the offensive, defensive line. Morning, Nick and Scott. Let's ride. Uh, absolutely. Um, no injuries, indeed. Andy Schrant. Morning. Super excited for the energy we see from the team against the boys. Yeah, the boys, all right. Luke Wright coming in. Morning, Nick and Scott. Good to see you. And uh, Michael Rodkio, our insider now with the uh, Walt uh, Walton Penner uh, family there working. Congrats on your 18 years at Walmart there, Michael. Years. Yeah, congratulations. God, that's uh, <laughs> consistent. That means you must be doing some good work there. Uh, saying good morning, Nick and Scott on Broncos for breakfast. Let's ride. Good to see Obama X. Also, good morning to you, Mac85 City. And uh, getting back to the comment here from... Uh, that sure looks like a brave hat to me. So I always think of... Uh, 
I always think of Manchester City when I see when mm. I see you, Mac. Um, Mac City looks like Manchester City to me, but that that looks like a Braves hat to me. So it's definitely the Athletics. I zoomed in. Is it's, it really? Yeah, it's got like the cursive and an apostrophe S on it. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. So okay, I made well, I went full screen. It's black. You can be, so it's you can be A's and Braves fans. That's that's allowed. Yeah. They don't they don't exactly come into contact all that often. No, that's true. But uh, I think you might have to give up the A's if they leave uh, Oakland for Vegas, um, just like the other Oakland team. We just can't. It's too, too, too inbred there. And uh, Jeremy coming in saying uh, Rockets are a prime example of uh, life can be like if you have bad ownership. Very grateful for our new group. Uh, I'm still pumping the brakes to be, you know, too super grateful for them. I'm still in a uh, trial period for my opinion on them, but uh, definitely excited to see it. And that can get us into our first topic here today. I'm going to hit on this one as we, as we lead into it. Um, you know, with baseball, it is a little bit different. Um, you know, with no salary cap, there is a luxury tax where you end up having to pay twice as much. But again, when you're dealing with nine zeros, they don't typically care if they're paying an extra 10 million on a luxury tax in order to get a player they want and compete. Um, if they are willing to reinvest and that's where it becomes so important. Are you willing to take the proceeds from the league and reinvest or just stick it in your pocket And, you know, the MLB is absolutely probably the worst example of the billionaire boys club where there's no ramifications for not reinvesting. At least there's a, you know, there's a, there's a cap and a floor, you know, everybody's fairly competitive in the same, um, in the same salary ranges in the NFL. But, you know, you go 20 years like the Pittsburgh pirates did from 93 to 2000 to 2013 without a winning season. Owners don't care. Owners just keep collecting that money. The only people that are getting punished are the fans. And, you know, that's that's not fair. Again, whatever you happen to think of international football, the promotion relegation aspect of actually having consequences for losing is just incredible. I mean, those teams are fighting for their freaking lives at the end of the year. And it's 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 incredibly exciting. Never yeah. happened here because there's too much risk and people with power and money aren't going to want to risk it. And uh, they won't. Yeah. And speaking of not risking it, fellas, fantasy football draft season is right around the corner. It's time to get your snake looking right for this snake draft with our sponsors today. Manscaped, the leaders in below the waist grooming, have created a championship lineup with their performance package 4.0. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for kickoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with code MHH. Uh, Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0, the Trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver Toner, the Performance Package uh, Boxer Briefs, and the Travel Bag. Tom Brady didn't come out of retirement for you to have a hairy set of balls. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code MHH at Manscaped. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping if you use our code MHH at Manscaped. It's time to put the PP back in PPR and get a grip on your package. All right. Yeah, I don't want the deflated balls either. So no, uh, with absolutely. with Tom Brady and you know, so all the the double entendres and stuff and the joke reads and everything. You say snake, and I start thinking like, what the hell is that popping out of my ear? Yeah. You know. So that's where the the weed whacker comes in. It's, it's as you get older, you start getting hair in places you don't necessarily want it, and uh, that helps knock it out there for you. So help support the folks that help support us. Manscape.com promo code MHH for twenty percent off and free shipping. Yeah. Absolutely. And they say that cue ESPN music there. I think they should cue the ESPN draft music. You know, what does that one go? Uh, 
Don't know. I watch NFL.com when I've got it on. That's before the pick is made. That's that's the one there. Um, it's like, how does it go? Hopefully, they don't uh, copyright us for that one. I, I sang it. It's it's a Nick Kendall original there. Carlos Garcia. Good morning, Nick and Scott. Can't wait for the season to start, but mostly for the pods for Monday and Sunday. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm only on one of those days, so at least I'm included here. No, uh, thank you so much, Carlos. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun when the season's starting, but uh, you're not going to want to miss it either because um, the reaction pods when we get, like I said all, earlier, the All-22, um, injury updates. You know, we're going to get more information uh, every single day of the week. So uh, excited to see that. And uh, we got one here for you. Uh, Scott says, uh, up to up the Chels. There we go. Who, that, is it uh, Spurs is Sunday? Spurs, yeah. T- yeah. Tottenham. So that's a big one early. Big early matchup. So uh, Spurs look good. Chelsea didn't look so good. Uh, they got the dub in a place they don't normally get it. So, yeah, it's uh, it's match week, too. Yeah, it'll be a it'll be a good one. Um, we got t- Tony coming in saying it's nice to see AFC West rivals who shop at Walmart are still supporting the Broncos. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and uh, we got Andy Schrant with a good question here. Um, coming in because we want to talk about the Broncos ownership, uh, transition a little bit, and also the depth chart and joint practice, blah blah blah, all that stuff. So much news coming out now. Before it used to be okay, we have this one bit of information. We're gonna hold on to that sucker um, and take it for a ride. Now it's like, man, my arms are full. I don't even. What are we gonna go with? I need a shopping cart at Walmart. Um, but uh, Andy coming in, who do you think the MVP is going to be of joint practices? Could even be on the Cowboys side. Depends on how much they turn them loose. Um, I I think they'll hold back a little bit in day one. You start getting a little chippy after you start getting to know each other a little bit. There's kind of a feeling out period, a mutual respect period that'll probably go on today. It's Um, only going to be one day also. It's only today. That's what I mean. It's only one day. So we won't see too much of the fire and brimstone that you might on a three-day joint practices where they really start not liking each other. Um, That's what I was saying. So just the one day. It should be fairly conservative. If they turn Micah Parsons loose on Calvin Anderson, you got your MVP. Uh, he 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 was coming in rushing in, in practices and preseason from the defensive left side. I don't know how much he lined up over there. I didn't watch the Cowboys a ton. Don't remember it. Um, but in preseason, he's been lining up on the left, which would be the right tackle. Right tackle can't handle him by himself. Uh, we're to our third name at right tackle. You know, Billy Turner, Tom Compton out out. Calvin Anderson in. That doesn't bode well. Um, how much do they want to challenge Pat Sertan on this side of the ball? That could be fun. Uh, Jerry Judy want to step up and say, see, I am better than C.D. Lamb. That could be fun. Um, is Russ going to cook? You know, it's not going to be a running back because you're not allowed to go down and do any of that kind of stuff. Won't be a linebacker for the same reason. So look at pass rush, pass defense, receiver. Yep. Yep, those are the ones that stand out to me. Uh, unfortunately, the MVP, I think, will probably be uh, Micah Parsons. Or um, we didn't talk about him. We haven't talked about him yet, but uh, I'm a huge fan of uh, Demarcus Lawrence's game. Um, I'm just a fan of the more bull uh, power rusher types, you know, the ones that r- run through you so you can uh, play the run while getting to the quarterback. Uh, that's that's one of the reasons I love the Saints defense so much. They have such monsters on the defensive line that uh, just makes the rest of the defense easy, and they just, like, slow slowly collapse and kill the pocket beautiful um so i think uh both um lawrence and parsons are the one that stand out to me unfortunately and that has more to do with i mean obviously those two guys are amazing talents but it has more to do with the questions of the broncos at right tackle i mean if malik reed is bull rushing calvin anderson you're uh speaking of manscaped you're down south um in the back end should pucker a little bit because uh, that's <laughs> like uh-oh 
<laughs> what did I just hear? That shouldn't, that's not how it works. Um, so, uh, that's one that stands out. I also think uh, Sertan has a chance to really shine. You know, he's been clamping uh, the likes of uh, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, more or less. You know, a lot of hype coming out of Broncos country. But uh, CeeDee Lamb right now definitely has the upper hand as far as the more talented receiver between Judy and uh, CeeDee Lamb at this point. Judy's had worst quarterback uh, injury. I get it. I get it. But we're only, we can only go off of what we have seen so far. Uh, and if Patrick Sertan can come out and make CeeDee Lamb a non-factor, uh, then we maybe are starting to be like, okay, this is a, this is replicatable um, or replicable to multiple players. Now, multiple positions, even in the very pro offense style that practice can be uh, in those one-on-one situations. Yeah. The, the CD lamb, Jerry Judy argument, it feels like we're for the first time we're comparing apples to apples. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it wasn't that case. Jerry Judy and the Broncos receivers were not in a similar situation as the Cowboys, not in the same type of offense, not the same head coach, not the same quarterback. I mean, that, all that's obvious, but I mean, completely different philosophies and talent yeah. and all that stuff. That is evened up. You got the quarterback, arguably, you know, I would say I'd take Russell Wilson over Dak Prescott, arguably better over the last seven, eight years. You got an offensive-minded head coach and you got an offensive an offense that is going to be tailored around getting the ball downfield. Okay, time to step up, Jerry Judy. That's what I said. Like, you know, are you ready to say, listen, I've been hurt. I've had a crap quarterback and a coach that wouldn't throw the ball or run the ball or move the ball. We've got all that now. It's my time. And that's what I that's I think that's what we all want to see out of Jerry Judy this year is once the lights come on, the whistle blows, show us that you're the first round draft pick and you've got all the talent in the world, all the talent we keep hearing about. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um God, really hoping that Judy can step out. Hopefully everybody can stay healthy. Uh, speaking of the wide receivers, should the Broncos trade for Jalen Rager, uh, first round pick in the same year as the Jerry Judy draft, so 2020, um, uh, out of TCU, taken by the Eagles before <laughs> Justin Jefferson? And uh, how much is it going to cost? Um, if the Broncos lost KJ Hamler again, if Montreal Washington wasn't doing anything, I'd be more interested in this. But I think that Rager's question marks and where he wins is maybe a little bit redundant. Now, if the, if the Eagles are looking to get rid of him for, you know, a fifth round pick or something, then sure. Bring in more talent. Uh, I'd be fine with that. But Rager's had some issues with route running with drops and just, I think the Broncos are looking for a little bit more of a power forward uh, type wide receiver. And if they become available, then I might be more, more interested. And I liked Rager a good bit coming out ball on his hands could do some things. Uh, but uh, I think that this is going to eat into KJ Hamler's role more than anything. And you're still going to have questions about, what what's going to happen with Tim Patrick's uh, vacant production. And, and they've had question of quarterbacks, but he hasn't done much either, you know? No. So which one of the reasons they want to move him, you don't want to move on from a first round pick cost controlled after two seasons, unless you've already made up your mind on this guy. So, you know, what would it cost? I don't know what it would cost. I don't know how they still feel about him, but they can't feel great about him. So, you know, at least a third round pick, you know, former first round pick two years removed. I look at it as this guy's been told, half as productive as Jerry Judy with more time on the field, as far as games played, what, what would it take to get Jerry Judy? You're not giving away Jerry Judy for anything less than a first round pick right now, trying to recoup that. So half of that, maybe a second, maybe a third. I don't That's think so much. I, that doesn't, that yeah. doesn't make sense for me right now. Yeah. Wait, not much. as easy as it is. I hate to say it. And this is, you know, Nick, we go back and forth on this all the time. It just, you know, I'm reading about, uh, you know, Sky Moore is killing it in Kansas City. George Pickens is just absolutely shredding it 
yeah. in Pittsburgh. It's one of the reasons I just don't like necessarily using a top 10 pick when you've got other options on a receiver. There's, there's receivers. You can get them one to 50, you know, they're there. It's, it's, I think it's an easier position to hit on than other places. And for the same reason, I don't necessarily want to give up a second or a third for a guy who's been in the league for a couple of years who hasn't shown much. Yeah. I can get this production off of a practice squad for God's sakes. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see. But no, I would max appreciate the support. I would not advocate for a trade on this. Yeah. Um, College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a $1,000 savings plan deposit for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. At this point for the Broncos, hopefully KJ Hammer will be taking that one. And Andy's saying, I feel like we get Rager if he could turn things around for himself. But again, the cost may not be that nice. And uh, Jeremy pretty much hits a nail on the head here saying we are in the acquiring draft capital mode, not spending it. It's a tough place to be because the Broncos are contenders for the first time in a while. Uh, but you don't really have the capital to go out there and, you know, the right tackle, it'd be a nice spot to get a player in here via trade wide receiver, another spot, you know, replace Tim Patrick's production and style of receiver. Uh, we talk about linebacker. Maybe we talk about uh tight end, right tackle defensive line. I repeated one of those once, but uh, definitely, um, Broncos are probably looking to shave off some players and get some capital, even if it's late, just to have more cost-controlled players on the back end. Uh, Mike Hurt coming in saying, uh, will Melvin be able to play this Sunday? I am exceedingly doubtful that Melvin Gordon plays any preseason game, let alone this weekend. He has a foot injury. There sounds like they're just being cautious with him, but doesn't really have much to prove. He's played in the outside zone, uh, wide zone scheme before, and he's a vet. So I don't think there's any reason to for him to play. And I think it's one of the reasons that the Broncos brought in two running backs uh, this week in wake of Melvin Gordon's injury. Just there's, you need somebody to take the reps. So bring in some people because Melvin doesn't need to show anything. I don't know that we're going to see Russell Wilson this weekend. I don't think we will. Yeah. I mean, just listening to sometimes when I scroll, my mic goes uh, kind of fritzy. So, but he was at Nathaniel Hackett was asked yesterday, uh, do you think he'll he has to play on Saturday? And Hackett said, "No, I don't think so. A guy of his caliber that's been doing it as long, I don't think it's as important. You always have to look at risk reward. Of course, you want to go out there and play football all the time. I think that's why why we practice. Uh, so, I don't know that we're going to see Russell Wilson. That surprises me a little bit, Nick. It does. I, I would think he'd be chomping at the bit. You'd have to hold him back, and you might you might have to hold him back to get out there. Um, you know, new ownership group, new regime, new everything, new quarterback." 
let's take the wraps off him and just at least give a tease. So yeah, I th- I think it's a little different with the joint practice though. I think this is the joint practice is the reps that you're going to get in the competitiveness uh, fed in there, and then the because of the joint practice, the game afterwards I think is e- uh, more of a lull. You know, kind of going through uh, some things. The practice I think is going to be a little bit more intense than the actual preseason game. Uh, if we're going to see Wilson at all, it'll be the second preseason game. And then you'll see him rest and play, you know, the fifth string guys in uh, that third and final preseason game. So those starters can get essentially a bye week. Uh, but because of the joint practice, I think that it becomes even less likely that you're going to see starters out there. Yeah, but it's just one. That's the thing, though. It's just one. You know, I, yeah. I, if it was more, but I, uh, you know, I, I just reading through there, I wouldn't expect. But it does. It does surprise me just a little bit. It's probably the smarter thing to do. It's a 17 game season. If you get off to a little bit of a slow start, your your schedule should be a little bit easier. Um, you know, it's not make or break the first one or two games of the season. But surprise, it surprised me a little bit to not see him at all in the preseason. Yeah, we'll see. I. I say protect them. Um, those guys are too valuable and the preseason reps, it's not real football, you know, like it's more important to get the tape out there on those younger guys, get the practice reps, get the evaluation. I understand that you want a lot of people think, you know, starters need the reps, the live bullets and whatnot, but hopefully you're running in an efficient enough controlled environment practice, uh, that the development that you want on specific situations are able to get there. If you're not able to bring the starters along via the reps in uh, practice and in the film room as well, that probably speaks on the focus and intelligence of the players that you have in there and the quality of the coaching staff. So you should be able to bring those guys along just fine. I mean, I know it's a small sample size, but that's what the Rams have been doing for years. Hasn't hurt them very, very much at all. And they've been having a Jared Koff quarterback until last year. So, you know, <laughs> come on. Uh, see Patrick Havner with the support over on Facebook. Thank you so much. Uh, good to see you. See Patrick, you have any questions for us? Make sure that you uh, get in here and uh, let us know. And uh, we got a Chiefs fan in here. That's nice to see. Um, yeah, I, also, uh, sorry, I was clicking off. Uh, but Jeremy agrees. I bet the house rust not riding on Saturday. Um, again, I, I they're so excited, and you know, with everything being so new, it, it just I would think that they would almost not be able to resist. But it it probably is the the smarter thing to not. You know. Yeah. And where is this game? Denver. It is in Denver. See, and it's a home game too. I mean, yeah. you know, in front of the home fans. Um, that it, it's, it, you know, that, you know, the fans are itching to, to see Russell Wilson, you know, he'll get out there and wave his hat and sign a few autographs and, and thing. But, uh, yeah, I, I, it, it's going to be tough for them to, uh, to resist the temptation, but you know what? Be patient is probably the right thing to go. And, um, you know, just getting back into the chat with some chiefs fans coming in here and, you know, we got, I got no problem with other people's fans coming into a chat, just chat. Yeah. Don't be an a-hole. That's, yeah, I've never pretty, been. You know, if you announce yourself by being an a-hole, we're going to block you. That's, you know, come in and say, hey, you know, ask questions, be part of the community. I've got no problem with that. It's it's fun having different perspectives on that. But if you yeah. just want to talk trash, man, don't waste our time. Don't waste your time. Go do something productive. Yeah, your two brain cells are already uh, at max function <laughs> if that's your game, uh, game it's just, move. It's, it's boring. I mean, it yeah. is. It's just boring. Yep. Good luck with those limited amount of brain cells. Um, but uh, we got uh, Bama X saying we should have drafted Justin, just uh, Jefferson or Lamb instead. Maybe um, the real one that's uh, always going to have an issue in my uh, my side is uh, Shelby Harris batting down that ball against the Raiders week 17, moving the Broncos from the 10th overall pick to the 15th overall pick. 
It could have been Tristan Wirfs. All you guys, oh, you don't want the Broncos to lose to the Raiders. The same people who are screaming about the right tackle position in all caps on Facebook week after week. Could have been solved. You know, we just had to lose one meaningless game. But hey, you know, at least you have your pride for that uh, 2019 game. Um, but uh, <laughs> moving on here, um, any other uh, thoughts on the joint practice here? I know it's just one. I know they're not going to be going the hardest in the world. Uh, other areas that you are uh, wondering about and areas that you have questions about that you want the fans to pump the brakes on making grand sweeping conclusions on. Yeah. Uh, interior line. Um, and it, Garrett Bowles may have given it away. You know, it, it, it was interesting going back through, uh, just a real quick quote it says uh, on his impression of Lloyd Cushenberry's development. He says, Cush, I was really proud of him. We met as a starting five yesterday, and I just want to tell you how proud I am of him. There's your headline right there. I mean, they, they basically know who it's going to be. Um, yep. That's, you know, it's going to be, they, they've got their starting five and Cush is in it. That's what Garrett Bowles said. Uh, yep. Can that change? Of course, but it looks like it's going to be Cushenberry. Um, Dallas, if I'm not mistaken, has some decent interior linemen. Let's see. Let's see what kind of push they get. Um, and until he train uh, comes in and asks, are you saying it's okay to tank a game? I am. I am when it's when you're, you know, three and 12 and you got one more game in the season. I just assume you lose it. You know, yeah. I, I would just as soon you lose it. Now, going out there and purpose is purpose. I want the players on the field to do their best. Yeah. But, you know, because one, it's you're going to get hurt if you don't. Yeah. But, you know, if I've got a rookie or, you know, I've got some young players, I might play some other players yeah. as an organization. I might I might sub more than I normally would. I might protect some guys that need protecting instead of rolling them out there because they've got a shoulder injury. And if the playoffs were on the line, they'd play through it. Dude, you're sitting. So yeah, this, this league rewards you for losing. Why would anybody be surprised that you lose? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, I agree with you too. Um, are you saying it's okay to tank a game? Uh, I wouldn't say tank is the right word, but uh, you can go in there and use it as a pre preseason game and to your point there scott you have questions on the practice squad you have a bunch of players that you'd like to get some reps in to get some tape in use it that way um i think that's the way to go and i saw somebody say a new ownership group of patrick Mahomes gets 51 percent of the uh, ownership clause i i heard that might be true but i also heard that he loses one percent uh every time Brittany mahomes or jackson mahomes does something cringeworthy so uh he's going to be at zero percent ownership in about uh 10 seconds yeah i don't care again it's boring um yeah. you know it's the same person coming in with a different account you know dude surf some porn or something do something productive with your day it's early you got time yep exactly uh <laughs> yeah yeah grab some no code manscaped use our code mhh for 20 percent off make sure you are ready yeah to not long ago everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl not anymore the Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. 
And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. You see where your business can go. To get there, you may need another 10 trucks. At Century Insurance, we put more than 115 years of industry experience to work to help protect you as you launch a new delivery service or expand into a new region and reach your business goals. Century, right by you. Property and casualty coverages and underwritten and safety services are provided by a member of the Century Insurance Group, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. For a complete listing of companies, visit Century.com. Policies, coverages, benefits, and discounts are not available in all states. See policy for complete coverage details. Eventually meet someone of, you know, that you're interested in. And they can ignore you for being lame. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Andy Schrant also coming in and saying it's going to be important for the line today to establish line of scrimmage and come together as a unit. This is the biggest thing for me. Um, and one of the biggest question marks before it was the quarterback position. And until you have the quarterback position, nothing else literally matters uh, on the team. It's all, you know, frivolous auxiliary, whatever word you want to use. Broncos have a quarterback now. Now, is he going to be top five? He's going to be top 10. Has Russ, you know, uh, is he declining or whatever? You know, is he looking bad in practice? It's, we're going to find out as the year progresses uh, what, what exactly the Broncos got um, in Russell Wilson. I, I'd expect top 10 quarterback, hoping on top five, but we'll see. Um, as far as though, the other big question in last year's game and a reason the Broncos lost a lot of games outside the quarterback position was because they were whipped on the offensive and defensive lines. Uh, the teams that were bigger, faster, stronger than them on the, the in the trenches beat the Broncos, even if the quarterback play was average. Uh, so I don't know if we're going to be able to gather much information on this. Uh, really a strong one until we're, you know, four, five, six games into the season. And we've seen enough iterations of different teams and enough sample size of the Broncos to have an idea here. But uh, the Broncos last year, one of the worst uh, run defenses in football in first and second down, making it third and short pretty consistently. You go out there and get DJ Jones, but you're also playing sub 300 guys uh, on the other defensive line spots. How's that going to work out? Um, you are playing you know, Malik Reed and Baron Browning as your other edges and Nick Benito, terrible against the run. How's that going to work out? Uh, question marks about Jonas Griffith's run fits. I mean, the whole uh, front seven in stopping the run. I mean, getting after the passer is more important, uh, but the the run stopping ability and the run fitting ability is something that I, it's going to be a question for me for a while and something that yeah. I am just have no, no idea about. Yeah. When the thing is, they're talking about DJ Jones being in the middle. That's been kind of the plan since he was signed. The first introductory press conference says, you know, we can move him inside and play him at the nose and, and that type of stuff. And he's, I think he's better suited as a four, three defensive tackle or a three, four end is would be his ideal position. But Draymond, you got Joe, both Jones guys, um, you know, throw Purcell in there at times and then see where, you know, Deshaun Williams, you're, you're running 900 pounds across the line in a three, which isn't, isn't too bad. I don't think you're going to see a light and you're going to see Benito and Chubb on third and one, you know, on, on first and 10. I mean, Benito and, uh, and, and Browning, yeah. you know, you're going to see be better than Reed in that front. Yeah. But, but you know what, you know what I mean? You know? Yeah. So if you're seeing those guys on the field at the same time, it should be a pass passing type of down second long third and more than five, um, shoot third and more than two is a passing down these days. Um, yeah, go get the big ones. But go again, you're right. And there's, you know, what are what are you looking for? Um, you know, we know that Dalton Reisner can play, right? We know he can play. He's been up and down, but his ceiling is still pretty good. 
we've heard really good things about Lloyd Cushenberry, but have we, what, what is his ceiling? Have we seen it where his, where he's playing at his best, where it's a championship caliber center, where he's good enough to be a center on a championship caliber team. Have we seen that yet? We're hearing yeah. good things, but have we seen it? Um, I don't think we've got a right tackle. That is what you would consider a championship caliber that could play right tackle for a, a, uh, a championship caliber team. Now, the Bengals went and kind of screwed all that up last year by coming close to almost winning the whole thing with an offensive line that was garbage. And they could they could either prove that there's a new norm or they were the exception. We'll see what the Bengals did. They didn't have an OL. Name me another team like that. It, the, it hasn't happened too often. 2015 Broncos offensive line was horrible. Uh, they were playing backup <laughs> tackles on both sides. And nobody said that too loud because I think Tyler Columbus was one of them and he would eat me alive. But uh, he was brought in, you know, mid-season late season and was getting uh snaps same with ryan harris that all that took though was arguably the greatest defense of all time to uh, overcome the that offensive line but uh yeah you're right um the right tackle position is definitely a concern and it's it's uh amplified in the afc west i've already said you know malik reed reportedly beating calvin anderson with a array of moves good for malik reed um maybe he takes a step this year and get a big contract uh by somebody that'd be great for him uh pulling for him as an undrafted free agent of course but uh if you have Malik Reed, who's not a power player, uh, beating Calvin Anderson with power moves, what does that say about Max Crosby coming to town? What does that say about Joey Bosa, one of the best power rushers in all of football? I mean, again, manscaped, <laughs> butthole clenching here. Uh, <laughs> God, uh, I am nervous um, for that kind of thing. So uh, we'll see how it plays out, but um, definitely establishing the line of scrimmage. And the other one here talking about establishing the line of scrimmage is uh, won't really know you're talking about the pass protection. I think you get a better idea of pass protection in these practices, but it's the run game. It's the actual physicality of the outside zone um, and, and how they have to pull that off together. I don't think you're going to get that as much in these, you know, slowed uh, practices. It's going to be a few weeks uh, in the regular season until we have an idea of what this offensive line looks like when it comes to the run game. And I think that's going to be really, really important uh, for how the, uh, the Broncos offense functions this year because I think Russell Wilson does actually need a competent, threatening run game to be his best self. I think most quarterbacks do, honestly. Yeah. I mean, the, to, the, if you've got a threat of a running game, it helps every quarterback. That's that's pretty universal. Eric comes and he says, our offensive line with all the question marks is still considered average. We should be okay. Should be. Should be okay. Um, who's who's that? Is it, you know, but is is fine? Is okay? Good enough? Yeah, it should be okay. You know, <laughs> um, should be. But again, in the scheme and the threat of the downfield passing game should back people off. So again, it's yeah. it's synergetic that the better the passing game, less stack boxes should help the offensive line to see less people in front of them. Um, the, the, the scheme, get the, getting them in motion will help also let them use their athleticism because when they're just standing up one-on-one, -on -one, they're getting beat. But again, you know, we're, we're talking about matchups. The one that I really want to see is is Lloyd Cushenberry. He's the guy I think is the key that is maybe the biggest question. I, I don't expect much from Calvin Anderson. He wasn't supposed to be a starter, okay? Yeah. Lloyd Cushenberry, there's been a lot of talk about him doing better. Let's mm -hmm. see it. Let's see it. We've got a question mark at right tackle. We think we have an answer at center. Do we? A temporary answer. Um, but the other one here, just getting on it, um, everyone is real excited about uh, – Quinn Miners and whatnot, uh, you know, belly losing what 15 pounds this off season uh, to get be a better fit in the more athletic uh, movement based wide zone scheme. 
Uh, the question here with me, with Quinn Miners for me is uh, last year, you know, he had the f- splash plays. You could see the athleticism. You could see the power. Uh, definitely a physical specimen, uh, despite having, you know, the belly um, trimmed down belly. Maybe it's a lowercase uh, belly this uh, this year instead of all caps. But um, question for me is consistency and pass protection for Quinn Miners. That was a issue for him last season. Uh, you know, he'd get leaning a little bit too far one way or not be the best with uh, his hand stabs um, and uh, grip strength. And that's something that is going to be a question this year, especially because, God, how much are you putting on Quinn Miners in pass protection uh, now that you're going to have issues at uh, right tackle? It gets so much harder uh, for you at your job, especially in pass protection, if one of the players next to you is a question mark. So now you have Quinn Miners as a question mark with his pass protection at right guard with Lloyd Cushenberry, who more question marks at uh, in the run game than the pass game, but then massive question marks at right tackle. Uh, so, um, We'll see. And we got Jalen one KK coming in saying Calvin Anderson has done well when at right tackle will be okay till Billy is ready. Has he done well? I mean, this is, I thought he looked better. Um, the main game that we've seen Calvin Anderson play was two years ago against the Carolina Panthers. And he looked well at left tackle, which I've always been told is his more natural spot. He's been better at right tackle this season. I've been told, but then you also have the reports that Malik Reed is getting pressures every practice that Baron Browning looks like a star. And those guys are getting it up against the, uh, the right tackle position there. Yeah, we'll see. Um, he says he's done okay at right tackle. We'll be okay. And you look at the 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 list here. You mentioned some of those names. Even the teams that you think of as gimmies, there's no gimme in NFL. I get it. They've got some pretty good rushers. You know, even you go to Sunday, October 30th in Jacksonville. Now, Trevon Walker. You know, he should be lining up on the on the right side against left tackle. But you can flip those guys. Chargers, Colts, Raiders, 49ers, Texans, Seahawks. There's some pretty good guys out there. Uh, and you can you can absolutely move them around to exploit a weakness on one side or the other. So Calvin Anderson's going to have to step up for sure, without a doubt. Yep. Absolutely. It's going to be a big year for him. Man, the uh, trolls are annoying today. It's Somebody not must have trolls. Just... It's troll. It's it's one person. He's very, you think very, one person very, has all busy, these accounts? Very active. Wow. Well, buddy, um, I hope hopefully you find uh, whatever gender you're into here at some point so you can uh, <laughs> focus your energy a little bit better. This is some hand up stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, no. Nick um, got that. It took a second, but yeah. you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I think that's going to have to start to wrap it up for us uh, here pretty soon. Um, Jalen also saying, can you guys touch on Roquan mm-hmm. Smith? Roquan Smith, great player. If the Broncos had excess draft capital and a rookie cost controlled quarterback, uh, with you know a lot of uh, cap space on the horizon that they could play with, I'm in. Um, even though I like to joke with hyperbole uh, that the linebacker position doesn't matter, it does matter, guys. It's linebacker and safety. You can argue either way. Um, behind cornerback, defensive tackle, and edge rusher, though, duh. Um, but can you touch on Roquan Smith? Love to have him. The Broncos, where they are as a roster, like evolution-wise, doesn't make sense. They don't have the draft capital. Uh, the cap space. I know we just got a new owner, but you also have three players coming up that could get massive deals. Um, and I don't really know if I want to be um, letting, you know, paying extra capital just to let some guy go and uh, only get at best a, essentially a fourth round pick back in a compensatory pick. So Rokon would be great. Just don't see it for the Broncos. Yeah. And, uh, and Andy asked, you know, what are the bears asking for him? I would think at least a second round pick. Yeah. And he's on a $9 million and change. So let's round up. I think it was nine, six. So let's just call it 10 on his option year. And you're going to need to at least match that. I mean, if I'm him and I look at Foya Luacon getting three years, $45 million from uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, that's my floor. 
Uh, you want to drop 15 bills on an inside linebacker on this defense? Not me. Probably not me. I'm, yeah. uh, I would want to invest that money, the draft capital, in other areas of this team before I go inside linebacker. Yeah, and reports are that um, he wants more money than uh, Shaquille uh, Leonard, formerly known as Darius Leonard. Would uh, talking about the? I, I'd rather have Sha- I'd rather have Shaq. Yeah, you know, yep. I'd, I'd rather have Shaq on that one. Yep, absolutely. And I got Mark coming in. Well, first Gary Lee's Palmer. So uh, we will see first practice today, but probably not the game. Too bad we can't see the practice. Yeah, it is a uh, it is a big bummer. Um, but uh, you know, we're just getting little appetizers, little taste tests uh, before the uh, the main course comes out here in a few weeks. And uh, what are we're uh, about? Ooh, five weeks away until uh, that week one game. Um, it's what is it? Oh my gosh, it's almost exactly one month because it's August twelfth when they first play. So we're exactly one month until uh, week one uh, Sunday night football, and the Broncos play Monday night uh, September twelfth. Excuse me. So uh, right around the corner. And uh, Lawrence Rare coming in and saying, "What up, my guys?" Uh, like my son now says when he's happy, woohoo. <laughs> that's how we're going to, that's how we're going to start the, uh, uh, the read now, just like that, Nick, just a very mild, uh, tempered woohoo. And we got Mark coming in here too, saying good morning. LOL. Good morning to you, Mark. Hope you're doing well. Uh, hello. Goodbye. Kind of thing. Um, we appreciate you. And also Jalen saying, is the media not allowed at practice after today? Um, I think that's true. I think that it's going to be closed practices after this uh so last last chance and uh shout out to luke who's been there a lot and now can uh hopefully take a little bit of a hibernation before uh the season kicks off and uh speaking of not hibernating here dwi guys flashing fuchsia uh saying good show gents have a great weekend uh weekend and everyone uh, have a great weekend everyone and enjoy the game who i need more coffee god uh thank you so much ethan we appreciate you yeah and uh want to give a shout out also scott i think you wanted to give a shout out to a listener here speaking of coffee yeah, his name's Patrick. We'll do more of it uh, next week. But um, one of our listeners it works for a roasting company in Hawaii and sent me a care package. I'd say sent us, but it just came to me. And Nick's on the other side of the country. So I uh, have to figure that out. But um, just I just had a, my first cup. Loved it. And I'll, uh, on Monday on both shows, because we'll be 845 Falcons AM Eastern. And then we'll go right into... Uh, Broncos for breakfast. We'll I'll put a link in and, and talk a little bit more about them because uh, went above and beyond for sure. So thank you, Patrick. Yeah, thank you so much, Patrick. Thanks everyone uh, for joining us today. Um, Robot of Doom coming in. Morning, gentlemen. Sorry I'm late. That's okay. It's gonna happen. Um, it's the life happens, and uh, we are gonna be uh, enjoying the. You can enjoy the show after the fact too on YouTube. Uh, Lawrence also coming in and saying, "See Nick say woohoo." Like my son was worth it. Um, it's just, you know, <laughs> it's a lowercase woohoo there. So I got I to gotta be in the energy of it. Um, Colin Wood also saying, are they selling those new BSAs in England yet, Ethan? I don't know what the BSA is, but a hello to Colin Wood. Um, we appreciate you. And uh, man, the game's coming up pretty soon. Weekend season's coming up soon. Broncos heading to London soon. It's all coming together. And today, probably the most important day of 2022 football season to date. So really excited to see that. Again, everyone. Put out the good energy, no injuries uh, for either side, but obviously more so the Broncos, a clean one. And uh, hopefully uh, we learn a little bit more about what this Broncos team is going to be this season after today's joint practice. appreciate everyone joining us today. Make sure you're following Scott and I on Twitter. Scott is at Scout Kennedy. I am at Nick Kendall MHH. Also make sure you're following us at BFB underscore pod and at Mile High Huddle. If you haven't done so yet, join our Facebook community at facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod and facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle. 
If you folks do us a, a big favor, go to Apple uh, Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. They have reviews there and ratings there too, but specifically Apple Podcasts. Uh, find us the uh, Huddle Up Podcast, Mile High Huddle. You type in either of those, it should show up. Scroll down, uh, leave us a five-star rating and a review, and uh, we really do appreciate those when they come in. There's a lot of great Broncos content producers, but uh, we like to think that Scott and I are doing things, and everybody over here at Mile High Huddle are doing things a little bit differently uh, with the community and just the consist- consistency of content and different flavors of shows. So uh, if you'd go there and leave us a five-star rating and a comment, that would be greatly appreciated. And as the ticker says underneath YouTube and Facebook, please make sure that you subscribe, like, and share, and uh, especially share. The season's coming up. You have a lot of Broncos fans that are not as hardcore that have been riding with us You know, during the offseason. The excitement's getting here. You know, we have preseason finally here. Share this uh, show on your social media channels, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, wherever, uh, Twitch, I, I, I don't know, wherever you're at, uh, Slack, uh, saying these guys, they're dinguses, uh, but they have a good time. And uh, <laughs> we'd appreciate that a lot, too, because um, obviously the the more the merrier. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> real quick, I, I enjoy this question. Um, and uh, Jalen's had several one. He says New Era Broncos fans. Jalen, I don't recognize the name so much. But I recognize the questions now um, have enjoyed a lot of these. He says, how confident are y'all <clears throat> in Ebro to keep up the defense to the standard? Um, and for me, very confident because to a certain extent, the great Broncos defense was a little bit of a mirage to me. Last um, year. If you look at sacks, turnovers, lower third of the league, um, they didn't get after the quarterback. They didn't turn the ball over. The one that looked really good was points against, I think was third, which, okay, this mm-hmm. well, Scott, isn't that what matters the most? Well, kind of, you know, if this was baseball and everybody got an equal opportunity, you know, that, that might mean more if you're holding the team from scoring, but it's not. The reason why they were holding teams from scoring is because they were slowing the game down to a pace where they ran about 13% less plays than everybody else. So I looked it up because I've been wanting to talk about this for a while. Um, you know, how many more offensive plays should you get? So Denver ran the 26th most plays last year um, at, and they had, they had 61 plays a game. Baltimore ran the most at just 70 in their last three games talking about trying to kill the game. They only ran 50, they ran 50 plays uh, in the, on average in the last three games. Meanwhile, the chargers ran 70. So you're talking about, what is that? 40% less plays? Well, on the flip side, it was happening the other way too. You're having that many less plays coming against you. So from an efficiency standpoint, which is you know one of the buzzwords for Nick, you weren't stopping people. You weren't turning it over. You weren't sacking the quarterback. You were keeping them from scoring because you were running the clock on every possession and limiting the amount of possessions to a point where you couldn't score a ton of plays because you didn't have enough possessions to do it. But when the other team got the ball, they ran long grinding drives and maybe kicked field goals and they'd, they'd end up beating you. So Jalen, I'm not convinced the Broncos defense was all that freaking good last year. It was third and short an awful lot. And it was then first and 10 an awful lot. And they didn't get many stops when they needed to, which is why they didn't win a ton of games. One of the reasons why, I mean, they, one of the reasons why they wanted to run that is because they didn't believe the offense. Lots of reasons why. But can they keep it up to the defense of the standard? As far as winning games, I expect this defense to be better. 
Yeah, and the Broncos defense last year was exceedingly mediocre uh, with the advanced stats. Uh, EPA per play had them ranked fifth in the NFL uh, behind the Niners, the Colts, the Vikings, the Bengals, the Titans, the Rams, the Dolphins, the Panthers, the Cardinals, the Bucks, the uh, the Patriots, the Cowboys, the Saints, and the Bills. And then DVOA hated them even more. Uh, weighted DVOA had the Broncos defense last year ranked 21st in the NFL. Just not a defense that could dictate uh, very much. It didn't take the ball away. Didn't create negative plays. It was, uh, they were slow bleeders, uh, so to speak. They were like, they were an anti Anaconda because they were the ones that slowly let other teams uh, drain the life out of them. Um, so hopefully this year, and part of that is because the offense was terrible. So they had to play a certain style to uh, muck things up to try to win games uh, in Iowa Hawkeye classic, if you will, when the offense is that poor. Um, but uh, yeah, nope, it should be, should be better this year. Um, a lot of it is going to depend on the defensive front and we just, don't know until we know about the, the depth of the defensive line, the health of the starters at the edge spot. Won't know until we know. Um, but uh, Lawrence Rivera coming in with the support. Appreciate you, Lawrence. Uh, thank you very much. Keeping us going here. I mean, as long as the super chats and stars are coming in, uh, even though we did our uh, roll through our readout, um, <laughs> we'll hang out still. Um, yeah. And, uh, absolutely. you know, Kenneth, Kenneth comes in with another good question is if not Roquan, do we ride with who we have or continue to kick the tires on players like um, AJ, AJ bar, um, Trevathan, I'm not sure who that is. Danny Trevathan? Yes. Why does that name sound familiar? Or someone else I can't think of. Um, You're you're constantly kicking the tires on guys because you see how quickly you need to replace linebackers. You know, you went through a ton of them last year. So you're always becoming more familiar with guys. Do you, are you necessarily trying to make a splash move? No, I don't think so. That's why I think Roquan Smith is out. It would take too much of an investment in the short and long term. Um, in order to get a return on that investment. Now let's see, Nick, if it's 12 and you're sitting there, you know, making a playoff run and I can, you know, there's six, seven weeks left in the game left in the season. The bears are out of it. Roquan Smith is over there. Do we pull Yvonne Miller? Okay. I'll send you a fourth. I'll send you a fourth and $5 million. Let's bring in Roquan for the stretch run. Yeah. I could see that happening. Yeah. Uh, that's a very good possibility. Um, but that's, I don't, I don't see anything like that happening preseason before the first, for, before the first snap. Yeah. I think if anything, they might bring in Schobert, uh, although the fact they haven't signed him yet, uh, maybe should speak to something, um, or they're going to bring in somebody after uh, cuts happen. So we'll find out. Uh, but anyway, we appreciate all you guys coming in so much. Um, everyone have a great, uh, weekend. Um, have a good rest of your Thursday. Uh, hopefully it's enjoyable again, no injuries today from camp. Um, that would be ideal. Uh, everyone choose kindness, choose compassion. And uh, Scott and I will see you again on Monday morning. Um, until yep. then, and you guys have a good one. Go ahead, don't forget tonight, uh, Mile High Huddle, Zach and Chad at uh, 6 Mountain Time. They're back. 6.15. Absolutely. <laughs> um, give them an air bar there, uh, but it's always on the other end. Um, so uh, we appreciate you guys. Everyone have a good one. Choose kindness and choose compassion. Go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country.
Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 